0: 2 Chronicles chapter 12 verse 1 And it came to pass when the kingdom of Rehoboam was established, and he was strong, that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Actually, he forsook part of the law when he first became king, but after three years he completely forsook all of the law, and the people of Judah followed him in his paganism. 2. And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had dealt treacherously with the Lord. Originally, Shishak was protecting Rehoboam when he fled from Israel, from King Solomon. He was protected by Shishak, but now Shishak had become his enemy and decided to attack him. And now that he was back in Israel as king, Shishak saw him as a threat and betrayed him. Three, with 1,200 chariots and three score thousand horsemen. And the people were without number that came with him out of Egypt. The Lubim, the Sukim, and the Ethiopians. Wow, the Egyptians even had some Ethiopians against the Israelites. 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen for the horses. And he was collaborating with armies from Lubim, Sukim, and Ethiopia. And he took the fortified cities which pertained to Judah, and came unto Jerusalem. All those cities that Rehoboam had built up, he wasted his energy because Egypt took those cities anyway. Egypt was stronger than the fortifications and the soldiers that were stationed there. Now they're on their way to take Jerusalem, which is the capital and the beautiful city of Israel. 5. Now Shemiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah that were gathered together to Jerusalem because of Shishak and said unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Ye have forsaken me, therefore have I left you in the hand of Shishak. God is telling Rehoboam, The reason that the king of Egypt is against you is because you sinned against me, you turned to paganism, and this is your punishment to bring you back to me. The reason God punishes us and disciplines us is because He's a loving father. And any loving father will punish his children when they do wrong. It's because he doesn't want us to go to hell ultimately. He wants us to repent of our sins when we get punished and turn back to him so that we can be saved. When God is disciplining you for your sin, consider it a compliment and an act of love. It's to help you repent. 6. Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and they said, The Lord is righteous, beautiful. So they admitted their own fault and said, What God is doing is good. When you and I are caught in sin and God disciplines us, we need to instantly admit that God is good and He is right. 7. And when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemiah, saying, They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them. But I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. God is saying, He's going to only semi punish them, since they have humbled themselves and admitted their fault. He's not going to allow the king of Egypt to take Jerusalem. Eight. Nevertheless, they shall be his servants, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. God is saying, since they wouldn't serve me originally, I'm going to make them serve the king of Egypt so that they'll want to serve me instead. And this is an appropriate punishment. They wanted to practice paganism, so now they're going to have to serve a pagan king until they really, really, really want to serve the Lord. So Shishak king of Egypt came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the kings house. He took all away. He took away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made. Now he didn't take absolutely everything away, but he took a lot away. The reason I know he didn't take everything is because later on the Babylonian king also looted Jerusalem, which means the king of Egypt must have left something behind. 10. And King Rehoboam made in their stead shields of brass. The golden shields the king of Egypt took, which means there might be some remnant of those today in Egypt. And then Rehoboam remade shields of brass for a couple of reasons. He may not have had the gold to replace. And also he was humbled. And also he wanted to make something that wouldn't be stolen again later. So he made shields of brass because they still needed shields and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard that kept the door of the king's house. He wants his own home guarded. 11 And it was so, that as oft as the king entered into the house of the Lord, the guard came and bore them, and brought them back into the guard chamber. The king wanted to be guarded whenever he went into the temple, and then I guess after the king went home, then the runners would take the shields back and put them back in storage. 12 And when he humbled himself, the anger of the Lord turned from him, that he would not destroy him altogether. And moreover in Judah there were good things found. Judah still had some wealth, some treasures, the Egyptians didn't take everything. And Judah still had food and stuff like that. So God didn't totally annihilate the land of Judah, because they did repent. You know, when you're in dire straits, the very first thing you should always do is repent of any sin that you can think of. You may not know why you're being disciplined or why you're being attacked, but God knows. And when we repent, a lot of that stuff gets taken care of. That doesn't mean that our lives are easy, but we sure do have a whole lot of peace and safety when we repent. 13. So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem, meaning he fortified himself in Jerusalem. He tried to make it a better stronghold for himself because it was almost literally all he had left. And reigned. For Rehoboam was forty and one years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, to put his name there, and his mother's name was Nama the Ammonitess. So his mother was a pagan because Solomon married pagans, and that's why Rehoboam practiced paganism because his mother taught it to him, and that's why we need to be careful who we marry. Solomon had a bunch of pagan children because he had a bunch of pagan wives. 14. And he did that which was evil because he set not his heart to seek the Lord. Ultimately, Rehoboam was a pagan, although he did repent when he saw the king of Egypt coming for Jerusalem. 15 Now the Acts of Rehoboam, first and last, are they not written in the histories of Shemaiah the prophet and of Edo the seer after the manner of genealogies? Those two prophets had written genealogies of Israel plus the histories of Israel including the history of Rehoboam. The Bible is simply saying that this book is not the only book that talks about Rehoboam. There are other books. Those books aren't available to us today because they have been lost, but they did at one time exist corroborating what is in the books of Chronicles and Kings. And there were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. That means that the king of Judah and the king of Israel were fighting each other continually because the land was divided. 16 And Rehoboam slept with his fathers, that means he died, and was buried in the city of David, and Ahijah his son reigned in his stead. Ahijah is the fifth king of Judah. And that concludes Second Chronicles chapter 12.